When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on a Monday. It is a Monday that might see uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James and the Lakers out of the playoffs by the end of it. Denver trying to sweep the Lakers tonight in L.A., 7.30 our time on ESPN. We talked about Miami earlier. They're up 3-0 on Boston. They shot 57% from the floor in that game and thrashed the Celtics. Uh, Even the two hockey series are 2-0 right now, so a lot of definitive victories going on. We'll see if the Dallas Stars can bounce back and uh, keep Vegas from sweeping, and the Carolina Hurricanes are trying to wake up and prevent Florida from sweeping, but at least in the case of those hockey series, uh, they're switching to uh, to the other team's home ice. Dallas is going to get a chance at home to even things up. We'll keep our eyes on all of it. Also, Texas baseball with a big sweep over the weekend. They needed the sweep and a little help. They got exactly what they needed for a share of the conference title because they swept a team in the tiebreaker. They end up with the one seed in Arlington. Let's get into that and some other Longhorn stuff on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. And every week about this time, we talk to Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com. Joe, how are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks again for having me on. Man, thank you for the time. There's uh there's obviously a lot of energy around this baseball team. Uh, they not only got the sweep they needed, they keep throwing a lot of runs up, 12, 10, and 7 runs in these games. What impressed you most uh, about what we saw against West Virginia? You know, so I think it was was Saturday when we all found out that, uh, you know, Texas won, or excuse me, it was on Friday where, where we found out that if Texas won on Saturday, they would get a share of the Big 12 title. And that gives you, you know, it's a young team with a lot of guys who, uh, well, they're not young anymore, but they ended this year young. Uh, But that's pressure for a lot of guys who maybe have not been around college baseball that much. And then you factor in the the idea that uh, West Virginia decided to save its ace for that third game and to try to, you know, for them, win a Big 12 title outright and to have that pressure on them as well. And in spite of all that, Texas still kept the momentum going and took care of business on Saturday, thanks to some good work from, from Tanner Witt and the bullpen following them up. And I think I wrote, or I did write about this on InsideTexas.com. A lot of it just has to do with the guy at the top. You know, this team did something that an Omaha team couldn't do last year that had so much offense. And, you know, I think if you put this team versus that one, I I would probably think the 2022 Longhorns would would take care of the 2023 Longhorns, but that doesn't really matter because the 2023 Longhorns, like I said, were able to accomplish something that team did not, and it's because David Pierce 
It's because of players, whether they're older or younger, they've bought into the culture that has been established at that program. I tried to mention that no coach is perfect. I think David Pierce would tell you he's not perfect. Eddie Reese wasn't or isn't. Darrell Royal wasn't. Uh, Nick Saban's not perfect. But David Pierce presses the, the, the right buttons way more often than he presses the wrong ones, and that's why he has another Big 12 title to add to his resume after this year, a year where people probably thought there'd be a lot more growing pains than you know growing successes uh, heading into the season. Yeah, Joe, I remember us talking to you end of the basketball season, beginning of the baseball season, and we're talking about a rebuild and would this team even have a chance to get back to Omaha? And like you said, with what David Pierce has brought to the table, everybody was off with his head in that Oklahoma series. Now everybody's just back on his jock again, and that's just how it works, which is absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. He's been good no matter what. This is baseball. It's a very hard game. But you see guys just really coming into their own, like Porter Brown, and Lucas Gordon, what he's doing, LeBaron Johnson, you know, Tanner Witt is back. This team, they're just coming together, and that joy of playing baseball, it is coming back, and it's coming back at the right time. Yeah, and and you're starting to see some players make a lot of great strides. Uh, You know, Jared Thomas is someone who was thrust into a, a starting role at the very beginning of the year, and he went through his lumps, and now he's one of the better hitters on the team and has done a lot of great stuff over the course of the year. Porter Brown, Dylan Campbell, uh, even Eric Kennedy, he had to adjust his role, uh, was able to, you know, th- that outfield trio was able to start making plays. And you got to remember that out of the transfer portal, uh, they got not just one starter, but two. And granted, one was from last year, but Jack O'Dowd and, and Garrett Gilmet have been really reliable pieces, both. Uh, at, uh, on in the diamond and at the plate. So it's just been a, a really great thing to watch and see them come together. Now, I think one thing is the this part of the season, the postseason, it's going to test what may be you know the weakest aspect of the team in, in that bullpen. And that bullpen has functioned pretty darn well over the past couple of weeks, say for the San Jose State game. But it's, it's really going to tax that aspect, not just this weekend in Arlington, uh, but also in the regional, which, hey, they hope is uh, taking place in Austin and not elsewhere. So um, this, this is going to be those, those pieces that have come together and started to play their best baseball of the year at the right time. They're going to have to really continue to do that uh, because, you know, some of the other aspects of the team that are going to be tested heavily, you know, they may not have – they're going to need every piece of – every run that they can get in order to – maybe get to a further point in the in the postseason than I think anybody expected at the beginning of the year. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. Yeah, Joe, let's expand on that idea. I know a lot of Longhorn fans now coming out of the weekend are asking that question about the regional host. Is it possible? Uh, and, you know, I mean, college baseball fans are so used to that idea of Texas hosting a regional. So at 38 wins, 15-9, and nine, with how everything else is played out, you tell me, what are we looking at a you know decent run into that semifinal or final round of the Big 12 tournament? They might get a host. Are we looking at if they win the Big 12 tournament, they definitely host? Where are you right now? Yeah, I think if they win the Big 12 tournament, they definitely host because that will get them well past the 40-win threshold. Uh, and you know, you'll have two pieces of hardware to claim after sharing a Big 12 title. But 
Um, this is, you know, I, I know there's always an argument about conference tournaments that they don't, they don't matter that much. And especially in baseball, when, you know, basketball, you, you can just get tired, I guess to say, uh, but baseball, you know, if you throw 30 pitches, you can, you can play 35 minutes and then play 35 minutes the next night. You can't throw 60 pitches and then you, you shouldn't throw 60 pitches the, the next day. So it's, it's a little bit different dynamic. Uh, but I really do think that Texas needs to probably go up and win at least. I, you know, I'd like to see them get to that 40-win threshold. A lot of that has to do with the fact that, to be fair, among uh, power baseball conferences, this was not a, a big upswing year for the Big 12. I don't think, uh, you know, I think this is the first time in, in several years, or maybe just the second time, that a champion had only 15 conference wins in this version of the league. And, it was a three-way split at those 15 wins. So, uh, and I don't know West Virginia was highly ranked heading into the weekend, but now there's no Big 12 team in the top 15. So I, I think that's to say that while it's great to have a, a championship described to your name, you're the champion of a league that is not viewed as one of the strongest ones around the country. So, you know, the SEC is going to have multiple teams get, get bids and, uh, you know, even some American teams and, or, and ACC teams. ACC is great. Number one team, West or Wake Forest, uh, represents ACC. So I think they are squarely in the conversation. I think right now, if they didn't have to play the tournament, they'd be hosting, but I think they can pretty much almost guarantee themselves a host opportunity if they were to win two games. Um, they may be the number 15 or number 16 national seed if that happens, but I, I think that's a little bit fair considering the season that they have had and the conference that they did end up winning. Joe, let's move on to the basketball court. Coach Rodney Terry, I know a lot of just negativity has been thrown around with Ron Holland, you know, decommitting, and then A.J. Johnson, obviously. But with Max Aismas coming in, obviously Kendrick Shedrick, and then Tyrese Hunter coming back. That is absolutely huge. Whatever he was told from the NBA scouts, he's going to take and then bring it into this season. But to have somebody like that with his defensive-minded play and if he starts to knock down shots along with Dylan DeSue and Max Aismas and guys like that, this team could be pretty good this coming fall. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how uh, this upcoming uh, summer goes for the, for the basketball program and how it translates into the fall. And I think you're right. You know, it's important to have as many of these guys that have this winning mentality that, that, that the program under the last couple of years, whether it be Chris Beard or Rodney Terry, just it's focused on a winning mentality uh, first and foremost. I think it's good to have those types of guys. So you have Dylan DeSue, you have Brock Cunningham back. You know, you have the, the collection of walk-ons uh, that have been here still. Alex Anamekwe is still here. You're, you have a lot of guys still returning who, even in this whole era of college basketball where things change every year, you can get half of the roster being new guys, but it's also good to have half the roster knowing how Rodney Terry operates, knowing, you know, being familiar with Texas. So, you know, if they're going to a practice facility, then they need to go to class. Hey, you know, come with me. I got you. And then that's, that, I think that's not a, that's not something that just be, Ignored. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the portal in the next few weeks. Uh, I know that there seems to have been some interest in Caleb Love from 
from North Carolina, but I think they're keeping tabs on a lot of different places right now and uh, should be should be fun to track. And, you know, that's the other thing. This, this, this staff's going to be out on the road recruiting, AAU and maybe EYBL. Uh, I'm not exactly sure on that, but I know AAU, summer ball becomes a big deal for them. I know recruiting is a little bit more easier to get out on the road with for, for basketball, and they'll be trying to sell – to some very talented 2024 prospects that Texas and not any other school or opportunity is the right thing for them to do next year. So I guess the one question I have at this time about next year's team is how deep is that rotation going to be? That was a huge blessing for this year's team that, you know, maybe they lacked in certain areas size-wise or, you know, maybe there was some – small deficiencies being kind of average as a three-point shooting team, but they were able to overcome it by, you know, for the most part, having some fresh guys, fresh-ish guys on the floor at all times because they're able to go nine deep. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that again next year, but again, that's a little bit, that's something to look at uh, a few more months from now, but to keep in the back of your mind when thinking about the team at this point. Joe, real quick on Dylan Mitchell. Somebody texted us about it, you know, seeing him creep into a couple of mock drafts. Still hearing that Dylan Mitchell's probably going to stay in the draft? Yeah, I mean, he said as much, I think, the other day with, uh, I think, Mike Finger of the Express News. Uh, among all the Wimbayama circus, do that, that tidbit out. And, you know, it, it makes sense. Um, I'm pretty happy to, for him to have put together that type of combine performance shooting. I know there may be some questions as to why he didn't get the opportunity to shoot more uh, as a Longhorn if that was his one year. Well, I mean, it's probably the eighth-best shooter on that nine-man rotation. Uh, that's probably why he didn't take any threes. And, you know, there is some what if, but that is a, a different setting. Um, and, of course, you know, there are some teams that they start making communication with these guys or are already communicating with them now. Uh, and, you know, the second round of the NBA draft is kind of a – crapshoot for some of these guys, but if certain teams start saying certain things and, you know, maybe give them guaranteed contracts or, uh, you know, tell them that there's an opportunity in the G League for them to play professionally, then that may be what they want to hear. So I think he's got a couple more, I don't know, a couple more days in order to make that decision before uh, the, the deadline passes. And it kind of seems like he's leaning professional. Uh, but, you know, he was a fun player to watch. By all accounts, he was a great teammate and, you know, someone who, even though he had a starting role, knew his role was limited and um, kind of just did the job asked of him, did it really well, never seemed to have pouted that much, despite what maybe what he, his Twitter fingers said twice, but a light, not even his own words. Hmm. So everything uh, everything he's done has been pretty great, and hopefully he, hopefully, you know, he sneaks into the back end of the first round in some way, and Texas gets, another at, gets to add another first rounder up on the wall at the practice facility. Yeah, Joe, you're seeing in these playoffs, especially with the Miami Heat, it don't matter if you get drafted. It just depends on the situation. If the situation works out, then you could be an NBA player and make some big-time money. But, you know, back with Texas basketball, word on the street is that the Horns are really interested in former North Carolina guard Caleb Love. I heard about him not working out with Michigan because that's where he was going to go, and I don't know what happened there, but don't matter. But between Texas, UConn, and a couple of other teams, how truthful is that, Joe? It's definitely something to keep track of. Um, you know, he'd, he'd be a very interesting player for the type of basketball that Rodney Terry seems to want to play. I mean, he seemed pretty 
pretty uh, ball dominant when he was on that North Carolina team, and um, at least in that tournament one, uh, that run vaulted him into the national conversation, but uh, the Tar Heels were not able to stay there this past year uh, after a, a, a tough second season uh, for Roy Williams' replacement, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, but, you know, I think it's definitely something to track. And, of course, now that you're going to be going up against uh, uh, the Hurley and, and one of the, in a national championship team, um, it's, it's going to be a tough battle. But it seems like it's one Texas is in on and trying their best to, to get to add to the roster. Because for a, a guard, he brings a little bit of length that – Guys like Aceness and Hunter may not exactly have right now. Not not a super tall guy, but definitely someone who's got a little bit more and can give you some give you a little bit of diversity in the lineup as far as size and skill set uh, that other players don't. But got to make sure the fit's right, and you got to make sure that you can if you really want them, you can beat the, the national champions. That is Joe Cook inside Texas on three dot com at Joseph Cook eighty nine. If you want to give him a follow on Twitter, Texas baseball getting ready for the Big Twelve tournament. Joe, we always appreciate the time, man. Have a great week. Absolutely, thank you guys. Thanks, Joe. Good stuff as always. And yeah, the Longhorns feel like they are definitely into that yep. regional discussion. Joe, feeling like if they get the Big Twelve championship win, if they win that tournament, it's gonna be hard to keep them out of a regional. Oh, this is the best time to get hot. During the end yeah. of the year, everybody's afraid to play Texas. Yeah, David Pierce is doing his thing. On the basketball side, if the Horns somehow, Ronnie Terry and that coaching staff somehow finesse this Caleb Love get, yes. I don't want to hear gum nothing about Ron Holland no more. Oh, you think I that, don't. You think that could just wipe it out? It should. Okay. It won't because we got some petty son of a bees down uh-huh. here. But – Caleb Love is special, and I know this past year didn't go that way. And when you get to the Final Four, just like when you have success, you know, any type of success going into the next season, especially with NIL now, that's what you start talking about. And playing school, you ain't even thinking about They don't play school at North Carolina anyway. Rashard McCants. Remember that story. Actually, that's not true. They do play school at North Carolina. They just make up the classes. That's right. They just Thank make up much. the classes. I'll be here all week. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Caleb Love, I thought he got a bad rep last year. There were always just chirpings of him and R.J. Davis, the other guard, like not getting along and, you know, stuff off the court. That was real messy. Like they were t- talking to one another's girl and stuff. I don't know how much mm, of that is true. Who okay. knows? But it didn't go well for Herbert Davis in North Carolina this year. So a lot of people said, oh, Caleb Love, he's trash. He ain't nothing. No, he's still a really good player. Now, does he take a lot of bad shots? Yeah, he got a lot of mm-hmm. J.R. Smith yeah. in him. But you coach that. And I'd rather have a lot of guys that could go get their shot and create like a Max Asimus and a Caleb Love, put those guys together with Tyrese Hunter, Dylan Mitchell, and Shedrick. Y'all tripping. (laughs) We back. We back in it. That's uh, it's Hubert Davis, right, from Nebraska? I mean, from Nebraska. For North Carolina, Hubert Davis. I thought it was Herbert. It's Herbert Davis? It might be Hubert Davis. That the, might be right. The former player? Yeah, that's probably right. It's Hubert, right? Oh, well. Okay, all right. They struggled this year. They won his head, too. Texas would definitely get him if Herbert Davis was coaching because <laughs> he would not want to play for Herbert Davis, I don't think. Uh, keep your eye on that story. Caleb Love uh, could be interested in Texas. Certainly Texas is interested in him, and they're not the only school right now that would be interested in Caleb Love. We'll keep our eyes on that one. A lot of basketball to hit, obviously, with the NBA tonight. Uh, the uh, Nuggets trying to close that series. Uh, and we talked about what Miami did to Boston last night. Up next, it's your Flex 30 segment. Westlake or 
Round Rock. Did you hear who won? We will tell you. Plus some seven-on-seven discussion. I got to get out there and see a little bit Saturday morning. Saw some names I know and guys we already know. And got a couple of new names for you. We'll tell you about them next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. I like that nice thick bass line to start off. Hope you're having a good Monday. Lots of good baseball to talk about, especially if you're a Longhorn fan. All right. I know. Should I recognize this? Nope. No? Nuh-uh. This, Not- is some, this is some old school player stuff. Uh, you don't know nothing about this. Not a big name? No. Okay. Who is it? Kenny Burt. Oh. Kenny Burt? Like B-U-R-T? No. Like Doris Burt. Oh, like Burke. Okay, sorry. Kenny Burke. Gotcha. Mm. By the way, I miss Doris Burke. Yeah, with I know. NBA. They, they move her to radio this time. Yeah. I miss her. I love listening to her break it down. She was tearing the Celtics up after last night's game. They were so bad, Zay. Shaq ripped on them. Magic ripped on them. They've got legendary Lakers shredding them, and they can't say a word. It's bad. Nobody can say anything in defense. It's bad. Of it's, what's going on? It's one of the more shocking series in NBA history. Yeah. Like I, it goes back to when the Nuggets were upset in the Supersonics in like the nineties. Oh, stuff like Matumbo, like Matumbo, yeah, and yeah. Them. Like, and that was a five-game series. So who knows if that yeah. was seven? If the Nuggets would be able to do that, but. Man, just without Tyler Hero, like I can't express that enough. That's so impressive. He was 20 points a game. Like Tyler Hero's a really good player, and you don't have him. And you, they also don't have, I know he's not the same as he was, but wasn't Oladipo on their team? Yes, Victor Oladipo. And getting minutes, yes. Yeah. He was getting minutes. And you should have seen how sad they were when he got hurt. They were devastated. Oh, I remember that. We talked about that story. I hated it for him because he seems like such a good dude and a hard worker and everything. So to do it without those guys and then just – I mean, like, I picked Miami in six and Denver in five, and I feel like I disrespected both of them at this point. Oh, I completely disrespected them. Like, I I, I may end up right in both cases, but I'm like, wait, should I have been picking sweeps? I didn't realize that. It feels so good to be wrong. It feels so good to be wrong about the Miami Heat because, uh-huh. like, I like when – I like parody. I don't like watching the Cavs versus the Warriors every year. That's awful. I don't want to see that. I like it being spread out where a lot of teams are good and who knows what could happen. Mm-hmm. And this is a who knows what could happen season. No kidding. Like, bam, out of bio, man. Like, everybody gives Jimmy Butler the love, which they should. He's been an absolute dog. I know. Have you seen that clip of Michael Jordan and him side by side and Jimmy Butler's bald? It's kind of creepy. Oh, that's, that's it's funny. A I have not eerie. seen it. Yeah, that's good. I'll send it to you when I find that's it. It's, good. it's very eerie. But bam, out of bio, he needs to get the love that he respectfully deserves. He is a mismatch nightmare. Really? See, I didn't get that. I thought Al Horford was really dealing with him well <laughs> in the last game. Al Horford struggling. <laughs> Robert Williams is struggling. Like, his his uh, tip and dunk, tip dunk in game two oh. to seal it. Like, how big was that? Just mm. moved by Al Horford, the alley-oops that he caught in game huge. three yesterday. That Duncan Robinson and Struess, they threw him two different alley-oops, and he dunked those. It was Sean Kemp-esque. 
It was very, Ooh. it was very, yeah. he has Sean Kemp's athleticism, but way, like, Draymond Green, like, skill set. Hmm. He is a matchup nightmare. I love the way he plays. He's the new wave of what we look at as NBA big. And now that both series are 3-0, and we can look forward to the next series because we know right. the history with teams being up 3-0. Nikola Jokic versus Bam Adebayo <laughs> is going to be like Titanic, Martin Scorsese movie stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, real quick before we get to the flex, one stat I wanted to throw out on the NBA because I just love lists like this. For Jamal Murray and what he's doing, in the conference finals, history of the conference finals, to score 30, to have 35-5 and five in your first three games of that series – there are now only four men that have ever done it. Kareem, Duncan, LeBron, and Jamal Murray. Huh? That's the list. What? He just joined that list. 35 and 5 in the first three games of the conference finals. That was an easy 30 that he put up in that first half, too. Oh he slowed God. down a little bit the second half, and that's when Nikola Jokic took over. But And it still didn't matter. They what, still couldn't catch him. That's why it's terrible having Jared Vanderbilt in the game because he's not stopping or slowing him down. Right. That's the whole point of you starting right. him, Darvin Ham. You're starting him to slow down Jamal Murray because you know he's not going to give you anything offensively, which Rui Hachimura would. At least they'd be trading buckets. With Rui Hachimura in the game a little bit, you yep. know what I'm saying? But, yeah, Jared Vanderbilt, he's a Houston native too. I, you know, great path to the NBA, but, man, he ain't it. Nobody's it. And huh, D'Angelo Russell, good grief, just sad. Yep, uh, we'll see if the Lakers try anything new tonight or if they're just going to back on out of this series tonight, 7.30 on ESPN. All right, let's get to it, the Flex 30 segment, even though Zay would probably rather us not. Let's go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Oh, Zay. Oh. You can't have the same pitcher pitch night after night after night after night. Don't get me started. If you could, maybe Round Rock would have won that series. Yeah, I'm not even going to knock Round Rock. Hell of a season, Dragon. No doubt. Y'all should be proud. Keep your heads high. If you were at that game three, Westlake versus Round Rock uh-huh. at Concordia, yes. word on the street is yes. Westlake scored a run in the first inning that shouldn't have counted. Oh, That's no. all I got to say. Oh, no. That's all I got to say. Now they won 7-1. to one. Does the, that matter? The, the psyche. The psyche oh, of baseball, Chad. Mental, mental, mental side. I get mental it. Side. Mental side. Remember who we're playing. Right. Remember who we're playing. Right. Everybody, oh, Westlake, juggernaut. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> it's Westlake. <laughs> I got you. Were they paying the blue under the table? Oh, here you we go. You always got to keep that in your mind. Here we it's go. It's a fact. Oh. Everybody listening oh. No, oh, here it comes. Everybody knows Westlake University you- for a reason. Yes, I am a hater, Ben Roethlisberger style. I don't you- give a damn. Now, wait a minute. It is valid. You have built up so much credit recently giving love to Westlake players, and now you're going all the way back the other way. Justin Tucker, thank you. Sam Ellinger, thank you. Brad Buckman, thank you. Chris Mim, thank you. Everybody else, 
F him. Oh, Kevin on. Dunn, thank you. Derek Cohen, come thank on. you. Everybody else, F him. Ty Henderson, Ty thank Henderson, you. Ty Henderson, everybody on. else, F him. All right, all there right. There's way too many Westlake people I'm around, by the way. I'm Westlake, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm around a lot careful. of Westlake people. Westlake beats Round Rock in that three-game set. 7-1 to <sighs> one was game three score. So Westlake moves on. Unfortunately, Lake Travis's season also ended over the weekend. I believe that was San Antonio Johnson, same team that took Bowie out, took your Bowie Bulldogs out, took Lake Travis out. Georgetown lost, I believe, as well. If there are any area teams still left that we are forgetting other than Westlake, please let us know. Specs text line is 337-3776. You can follow all of that. Uh, The other thing we wanted to mention, 7-on-7, Saturday morning, I got a chance to get out there, Zay, and check it out. Uh, there are a few names that I'll be you know, paying attention to. Paxton Land is a name everybody already knew. Westlake quarterback, watched them in the first game. Against, yeah, I'll, I'll admit, he's nice with it. Against Dripping Springs, he looks a lot more comfortable now. A lot more comfortable. Um, good passes. McCree looks really good at receiver. On the yeah, other, they were like in the Final Four last year. What do you mean a lot more comfortable? He, he, he's gotten better still? Yeah. What? I am. Uh, yes. If there was one thing maybe that, 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 you know, he and the coaches and the fans were kind of just wanted to dial things up a little bit, he just seems even more confident with what they're doing. Ah, yeah. Love to hear that. Well, I read that's great news. I know for you and a lot of fans out there. Uh, now, on the Dripping Springs side, the guy who's trying to fill the shoes of Austin Novosad is Jack Williams. He was there last year as a senior. This will be, I mean, he's a junior, so this will be his senior year. Looked pretty good. Little shaky at the beginning, but he threw some, had some nice passes. Okay. Had some nice ones there. Westlake won that one close, uh, by the way. But some of the names that you had for Dripping Springs last year will be there Cook at receiver, Bloomgren, the tight end, Vickery uh, on defense, who you and I both like a lot. Jack Tyndall, the running back, has a twin brother named Nick Tyndall who wasn't playing last year, but will be playing this year as a receiver. Okay. Something to look for there with Drip. Um, the other game— and He didn't play last year just because they were so stacked, that receiver, or he was hurt or I, something? No, I think it was—he was—maybe—what uh, maybe, what did somebody tell me? Maybe he was JV last year oh. and now has moved—just uh, hadn't moved up to varsity yet, okay. I guess, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. his brother had. Um, then I watched Vandegriff play San Marcus. This just ends a Miles Coleman still good. Oh, yeah. Still good. That's my late-breaking— on a limb breakdown of that one. Miles Coleman uh, seems to have you know continued to work. Those hands are incredible. He had a catch in the back corner of the end zone. Just one of those you know body control, get the feet down. I think he even would have been good in the pros. I think he got both feet down on it. Um, Vandegrift with the two quarterbacks. Remember Deuce Adams is there. Mike Adams' kid. Little shaky to start, but he had some good throws. The other kid's name is uh, I think it's Mestamayer is how you say it. Drew Mestamayer. A little more of a uh, he's going to be a little more comfortable with the system because he was there last year right. behind Buchanan. So, so we're going to have a battle at Vandergriff. Sounds like there's a little bit of a discussion going on right now. I think right now. Interesting. Yeah, I talked to Coach Sanders a little bit. I don't think he absolutely knows right now. Um, so there may be a little bit of a discussion there. And now Eli Adams, the the brother of Deuce, that's a receiver. He's nice. Yeah, he I think he's going to help Miles Coleman out too. Long, lean target on the outside that can get some attention away from Miles. Still got Scoglin at tight end. Jordan Oliver, my buddy's kid. Shout out to Jo and Jordan. Jordan is a is coming back from injury. He's interesting at receiver to me this year. Zade Oliver is the running back that'll try to take over for Alex Witt. Zade was there last year. He'll wear number zero, I believe, for Vandergriff. Remember Alex Witt, just tough as nails, getting you all those yards. He'll be the guy filling in. Is Alex Witt playing college football anywhere? Uh, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. Mm. Um, so, but interestingly enough, Zay, they lost to San Marcos. San Marcos advanced all the way out of this thing. They won the whole thing. I, I can't remember if they. I don't know if they won or Lake Travis won the final, but those two advance into you know going towards College Station. San Marcos maybe a team we need to pay attention to. And we're eligible this year, right, San Marcos? The Rattlers. Yes, I believe okay. so. All I right. believe so. All now, right. and if you're a Rattler out there, help me out. I somebody told me the quarterback's name was Cutter Gage, which is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I saw somebody called Cutter Gage Webb on Twitter that is listed as San Marcos High School shortstop and a Texas State baseball commit. Let me know if that's the same guy because he was slinging it around and Zay, Tony Diaz, a senior receiver, and Hank Harris, a sophomore receiver, both look good. Harris walked out there in AirPods in his ears. (laughs) One of them fell out and one of the Vandegrift players said, Hey, you lost your AirPod number one. What song are you listening to? And they're kind of trying to clown on him. As that game progressed, there was less and less clowning. Uh, Hank Harris is a nice 6'2 receiver, and uh, Tony Diaz looked really good as well. San Marcos seems to have some offensive weapons. Now, obviously, this is 7-on-7. you got to be able to block and tackle and do all that other stuff. But they were fun to watch. See, uh, that's an issue. That's an issue. If I'm Vandergriff, I'm talking to the um. Coach or ref something, yeah. no, we got to get the AirPods out his ear, man. Well, he can't be balling on us with the AirPods. Like, you've seen Hardball, Keanu Reeves, where he's coaching the oh, no, ghetto. Co- oh, that, that, might have to, that might Is that ne- one? That's next. That's next. That's next. That's next? Okay. Hardball is next. Okay. Okay, well, it makes what I was about to say relevant. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, it'll, you, you'll think it'll make of it sense later. Like, oh, it makes sense later. So, yeah, the, the Vandergriff <laughs> fans were asking. Some of those San Marcos guys weren't wearing the, the helmets. And I think it's required in 7-on-7 seven seven that you wear the soft helmet. Yeah. Well, there was a couple of the guys not wearing them. And, of course, these two receivers were two of the guys not wearing them. And nobody really corrected him for that. So keep an eye on San Marcos. The other news for you, Zay, I watched Bastrop play Hutto, uh, Will Hammond, and Alex Green. Lots of chemistry, man. Those two are fun to watch. I got to talk to Alex Green's parents. They were really cool to to talk to about kind of what he's what he's dealing with right now. He also had a great catch and then one handed catch, dotting the dotting the feet down oh, on yeah. a touchdown. So he looks great. Huddle looks like they've got some talent to watch. Only bad news in that game. I didn't get to see Quintalen Joyner. They pulled him from that game, some kind of rest situation. I don't know what was going on. Braden Tuck uh, was their quarterback. He threw a couple of nice ones, but a little disappointing there that Quintalen Joyner. I saw him. He was there, and then for some reason they pulled him out of that game. I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe tweak something. Yeah. Where you don't want to mess with that in a seven on seven. Nah, it's not worth it. So right, you don't want to deal with that. But anyway, Braden Tuck looked pretty good too. Even so, maybe Bastrop, uh, if they if if it doesn't work out with Joyner, they got another guy they can turn to maybe they use two quarterbacks I don't know but it seems like they can sling it at Bastrop this year Keyshawn Moore is back with them at receiver so just some names that jumped out at me seven on seven we got a couple more events coming locally and then the college station event is in June flex segment every day at one 30. Coming up at 2, we'll get into some uh, NBA. Carmelo Anthony retired. I want to get Zay's thoughts on that. Plus, found a wild list on ESPN. The top 75 college quarterbacks of the 2000s. Yeah, that won't get controversial. We'll get into that one at 2. Up next, it's Where We At in Society with Zay. Don't move. It's the horn. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. Chad and Zay.
It's such a good song. Just such a good song. Oh, Lord. Okay, so this is the Temps? Yep. Right? Okay. Dude. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> Some... There are, there are a few different acts, I think, that have tried this song, tried to cover it, and they've done a pretty good job. The original is incredible. Just incredible. People have tried to do this? Yeah, they've, oh, they've been no, covered. no, 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 no. As a... That's so disrespectful. Well, see, like early in the Stones' career, they covered this because they oh, love wow. this stuff so much. They love these guys. They lo- they were they they always looked at it as like we're trying to pay tribute yeah, to pay this music that we love because certain English bands lost their minds over the American scene of a certain type, and in their case, it was the blues and the R and B, and they just lost their mind for these guys. But this version is just absolutely incredible. The Temptations, Kenny Burke, who I'd never heard of, Dire Straits, and Huey Lewis and the News on the show today. And, uh, yeah, no need to beg for the Longhorn baseball team. They get the number one seed in the Big 12 tournament. No need to beg for the Longhorn softball team. They smack Seton Hall. They beat A&M in a close one. Then they smacked the Aggies and finished it off. Didn't even lose a game. Swept through the regional, did the Texas softball team. So they go super regional style, and it's UT at UT. Texas and Knoxville. Uh, bring your sunglasses to block all that orange. There's going to be a lot of it, especially that orange. Show them who Zay. the real UT is. That highway orange. Uh, Tennessee, they're going Friday at 3, Saturday at 2. Sunday is to be determined if the, they need that game, so just keep it here. We'll let you know about all that. All those games are on 105.3 The Bat. Also, we need your help. Possibly, not maybe not your help, but if you'd like to join in our discussion tomorrow, tomorrow at 12.30, we are going to have an interesting discussion with Kelly Burris of Cordell and Cordell. You may have heard them on the air before talking about divorce stuff and uh, specifically focusing in on guys and divorce. Well, they're also focusing in on fathers and divorce when it comes to June, and that's, of course, the month where we have Father's Day. So if you have any questions, you're a guy and you have a question about Divorce. I guess you could be anybody and have a question about divorce, but specifically, um, they do focus in on kind of the the effect that it can have on the guys, and in this case, fathers. So, if you are a father, if there's a father in your life that's going through a divorce situation, and you want to throw us some questions to throw at Kelly tomorrow, you can uh, tweet at us. I'm at C Hastings 1049. Zay is at Ain't That underscore Zay. So we'll get into that discussion tomorrow at 1230. Maybe try to help you out and let you know about uh, an event that Cordell and Cordell has coming up to uh, to help you fathers out that are dealing with divorce. All right, coming up, uh, we will get you a, an NBA and a college football discussion in the 2 o'clock hour. Right now, though, let's go where we at in society, see where Zay wants to go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, what are we talking here? All right, well, check your DMs because okay. speaking of divorce, I Ho! forgot to send you Mercy. Tyler Hero's baby mama. Whoa. And yeah, don't tell me he did not get gold digged. Zay. Don't tell me he did not get gold digged, Chad. Going to Miami, being young and experienced from Milwaukee. Wow. He didn't know what he was getting into, and now he's trapped. Wow. Now oh, my God. Trapped. Hang on. It's a video. It's going to move. One second. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Yeah, that's not where we're going today, but I forgot to show you her, and yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, Tyler. Man, I mean, I'm glad he's doing well. If they're in love and they're happy, hey, more power to him. I salute them. Nothing but happiness for the rest of his life. He did very well, but just knowing previous 
Instagram models and Twitter models in the past. She looks like an OnlyFans girl. He's an NBA player. She trapped his ass. I'm sure it's love. I'm yeah. sure it's love. I'm sure it's love. All right. All right. Yeah. Moving on. The Washington Wizards mm-hmm. social media team got into an interesting situation this weekend where whoever's running the account didn't log out the Wizards account <laughs> and back into their account where they posted on their stories a girl doing the stanky leg, oh, which is no. a dance. Okay. A very interesting dance. It's simple. You could probably do the stanky leg. Uh, Maybe not, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah, try you, that. Yeah, but yeah. is this a picture? I'm just looking at an individual picture. A picture. Yes, it's just the picture. So thankfully, it's not a video. Yeah. Oh, that would have been worse. Yeah, and the picture says, "I was trying to figure out why it smelled so bad." Dot dot dot. Jesse out here just doing the stanky leg in public. <laughs> that is so great on the Washington Wizards Instagram account. So she probably has the. Password and oh, yeah. she's on that. She's clicked the wrong button, maybe. Yeah. Well, she didn't click out of her or she didn't click out of the wizards she, into hers. Oh, yeah, okay. And obviously, she had a couple of drinks, so yeah, yeah. Or he, it sounds like a guy to be honest, because you know, women well, are pe- way more mm, what's the word nice and wouldn't tell another woman that it stinks because she's doing the stanky leg. Like, that sounds very masculine. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. that just seems like a, you know, that just seems like a kind of a dad joke, right? You're just making the dad joke. It's called the stanky leg. So, so something stanks in here because you're doing the stanky leg. I yeah, just, dad I just joke, took... not mom joke. You think a woman said this? Uh, Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So what I'm looking at is the comment from just some random guy, or you're thinking it's a comment from someone with the Wizards? It's someone with the Wizards. Okay. Like, they work for the Wizards. They work for the social media team. Kind of like how you have access to the Flex account. Right. From Twitter and stuff, because you're the program director. It'd be something like that. Or somebody having the account, like Jacob here, who's a part of our video team like he has the account to the instagram and his instagram you're saying if i was out dancing and there's a picture of me on the horn twitter <laughs> it'd be something the same thing yeah i don't know i think it would work both ways with us he does not like jesse we know that for sure yeah he does yeah, yeah. he's not a fan uh he's not a fan of jesse that's funny do we know if she's gotten any trouble over this incident? i have not heard doesn't i mean that's not that big a deal right um it's not good it's not good but it's not i mean there's nothing... i don't think you should get fired for it but yeah, today's no. day they're definitely fired that person Oh, I wouldn't think she gets fired. Oh, Jesse doesn't get fired for doing the stanky leg. I don't even know if Jesse works for the Wizards. The person who filmed got fired. They know who that is. Oh, I see. They know who that is. They can trace that back. They can figure that out. (laughs) Yeah, kind of like when somebody on our team, we don't know who it is, so I'm just going to throw them out under the bus. Here we go. Somebody on our team during the season had a Chris Beard tweet when the Horns were making the March Madness run. Remember when I had to tweet you that? It's like, yeah, maybe we should put this down. Oh, yeah, that wasn't good. (laughs) That wasn't good. Yeah, every once in a while we have to go back over it with the people that have access to, like, the Horn, you know, social media accounts. It's like, okay. If you have an opinion that's saucy or or you know sarcastic or whatever, you're allowed to have it on your personal social media. Let's not have a horn account saying, "Yo, what's up, coach?" 
No, we can't do that. Yo, we can't had do that. the horse just got done being Xavier. We had like Chris Beard doing the little farmer's no. thing where he was talking to everybody. No, we can't and do that. Stuff no. After all the Chris Beard debacle, come on, wasn't a good look. Come on now, wasn't a good look. Not <laughs> a good look. We don't what need happens? that. But that person didn't get fired. Don't need that. That person didn't get fired. I don't yet. know that that person ever got identified. Yeah, we don't know who that is still to this day. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> no one has stepped up on that one yet. No one has stepped up on that one. All right, be careful with your Instagram accounts, and Zay would tell you to be careful who you're hooking up with when you get to Miami because you could end up in, I don't know, in a loving relationship with multiple children and just be happy. That's where Tyler Tyler Hero might be right now, Zay. I hope and pray that boy happy. I really do because she got his ass. I definitely know what part of his type is. Oh, yeah. If they're deeply in love right now, all you have to do is look at that video for about two seconds. You'll figure out what Hero's type is. Oh, yeah. He's like a white chocolate 2.0 because I'll be seeing him on the sideline and he be fly. I'll give him his credit. Uh Tyler Hero, that's a fly brother. Got like a white man can't jump type of vibe. That's a fly dude. So I get his swagger could feed off to a woman like that. But, mm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Two o'clock hour coming up. We'll hit the NBA. Carmelo Anthony retires after 19 years. We'll tell you how he did it and get Zay's thoughts on that. Plus, top 75 college quarterbacks of the 2000s. Longhorn fans. Colt, Vince, where would you rank them? Aggie fans. Johnny? Where would you rank him? We'll talk about it on The Horn.